Hi everybody, this is Michael Hildebrand and I'm your host on the Sleep Trust Podcast, where I'm talking about how to gain back trust in your ability to have a superb sleep again. In this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast, we are going to talk about sleep trackers, also known as fitness trackers, these wonderful little devices, and we're going to figure out if these devices are sent from heaven or from hell, meaning can they actually help us to improve our sleep quality? Uh, What do we need to know to let that happen? Or on the other side, are we at risk if we use these devices to let our sleep quality go down the drain? So if you're thinking about purchasing a fitness tracker in the near future, or if you just bought one of these devices and you're not really sure how to bring the things, the data that you get into perspective and what that might do with you, for you, then you're exactly right because after this podcast, you're going to have a good feeling about what information we get, how to value the information, how to keep it in the right perspective. And if you're thinking about buying one, you'll know what you want to have a look at before you do the purchase. So let's dive into the topic right away. And just to be very clear, this is not a market analytical approach, but this is me sharing my personal experience with you. And I want to do it in a way that you get a good overview and you're able to know what you want to have a look at when it comes to buying a sleep tracker, or if you already have one, what you want to have a look at with your sleep tracker, and also how to put the data, the information that we get into perspective that it's helpful rather than uh, harming us. So there are three categories that we want to have a look at, like that I always want to have a look at when I'm talking about sleep trackers. And the first is the sensor that it comes with, like which information can we expect to get from the device? Number two is the software, like how is this data processed? How is it represented to us? And number three is the battery life, a very important aspect for me personally, Uh, That might not be the case for everybody, but for me, like I think it's always worth to think about what's going on with the battery. But before we get all caught up in the tech stuff, let's have a look at for whom these sleep trackers are sent from heaven and for whom these sleep trackers might be sent from hell. Because essentially we're only talking about a tool. It's like us using a knife. We take advantage of knives every single day, but if we use them in the wrong way, we can also cut ourselves. So. For sleep trackers, that means if you have or are a personality that tends to get caught up in information, so now you're getting all of these little bits and pieces about your sleep quality, maybe sleep quality rate, you're getting uh, information about light sleep, deep sleep, your heart rate, all of this. And if this tends to make you anxious, now you, you get caught up in the information you went to bed a little bit late or you see that your heart rate went up and you get anxious about this, then you should better back off sleep trackers. Rather, focus on what you're really feeling. Do a little bit of work when it comes to the documentation. Write down when you go to bed and when you get up and how you felt or feel over the course of the day, your energy levels, and figure out what works for you and what doesn't. But don't get caught up in that uh, external information if this builds up on uh, your anxiousness because sleep anxiety is a big topic. So if you know that you are kind of thinking about if you will be able to fall asleep and how good your sleep was and if you're going to be able to fall asleep again if you wake up, then rather back off of these sleep trackers. On the flip side, 
if you are a personality that uh, is kind of very uh, confident when where uh, when it comes to where you're standing right now with your sleep quality no matter if it's good or bad like you know okay this is me and you're able to distance yourself from the information and just have a look at all the information that you get now um, to make better decisions of what you want to do in future to improve your situation so now you get the information about when you go to bed on average, uh, you know, maybe you, you see that your sleep schedule is moving and you want to fix that. Awesome. If you don't get caught up in that, that's uh, very helpful information. You don't have to document that on your own. The sleep tracker is going to do it for you. If you have a look at your heart rate and you see that certain things help you to improve or lower your average sleep heart rate, that's awesome. But uh, also on the flip side, if your heart rate goes up, like if you're able to look at that with the distance and say, okay, I did this, heart rate goes up. Okay, I want to, you know, change that again. That's then sleep trackers are absolutely for you. You get a lot of valuable information and we're going to dive into what you want to have a look at here in a couple of minutes. And if you have that distance between you and the information, then you can, first off, you, you're going to know uh, what's going on. Uh, quite well and you're going to be able to see if things that you're doing are working or rather uh, what effect things that you're doing have on your sleep quality. So that said, let's have a look at what different types of sleep trackers there are out there. Um, there are a lot of big companies. You've probably heard of them like Fitbit, Apple, uh, Withings, um, Huawei, Samsung. They, you know, every big tech company kind of has a sleep tracker meanwhile. What I want to um, walk through quickly is there are kind of like three different types of sleep trackers that you can decide. Let's go with the with the um, full little computer sleep tracker thing like an Apple Watch. You've got a display where you can uh, have little apps running on, and these sleep trackers are kind of handy if you're into the tech and if you want to do a little bit more than only like sleep or fitness tracking. Uh, on the flip side, they've got re really like weak battery life, which I touched on before, like an Apple Watch or these like devices that have full screen displays uh, all on. You typically have to charge them every one, two or three days, which is a very low period of time, especially if you're into sleep tracking, because a lot of you will probably want to uh, charge the battery at nighttime. So second option uh, are, are rings, most famously probably the Aura Ring. They've got all the sensors baked into a ring. Uh, there's no display at all on there and uh, they transport the information to the app exclusively where you can have a look at what's going on. A battery life slightly better. I think the Aura Ring comes with like a good week, something like that. Um, so you don't have to have to charge it every single day. And the third option are like hybrid watches which they look like uh, real watches, like the Withings, uh, something that I'm wearing at present and which I'm getting along with very good. Uh, come with high battery lives, like around about 30 days I get with my watch. And they have a little display that is able to give you like just a little bit more information than you would have with the classic watch that or, or the ring. Uh, displaying, if I get a message, uh, I can see from whom that message comes and like the first line or something like that. So you get a little bit more information. You can also see how many steps you, you've made uh, on a display. So like the basic information you can uh, check in the device. But all of these devices come with a software on your mobile and that's where you kind of want to uh, have a look at when it comes to evaluating the data. 
So now let's get techy and have a look at the sensors. Typically, there are three uh, sensor blocks that we want to have a look at, delivering certain kind of information. The very first is our body movement. We need that to count our steps at daytime, but at nighttime when we're in bed, we also want to have the devices recognize when we're moving our bodies to be able to recognize sleep interruptions and sleep stages. Number two is our heart rate. Uh, heart rate typically gets detected through uh, green light LEDs and the reflection of that light. So that's the next sensor. And it's important for us to have a look at our heart rate at daytime, our average sleep heart rate, to just see are we getting a rest at night of sleep? What things have an effect on our heart rate at nighttime? Because like drinking uh, alcohol, as an example, has the result of a higher heart rate because our body gets busy. So there are certain things that are good for our heart rate, for our resting heart rate at nighttime, others are not as good. And to detect that is one of the things you want that device to be able to do. And block number three, and this is in newer devices, is our oxygen saturation, typically done with little red LEDs and the reflection of that light. Um, that's a good indication not only of our fitness level, but also the uh, scan watch from Withings, they're rolling out something to detect sleep disorders like sleep apnea. When we uh, have sleep apnea, sleep apnea is a sleep disorder where we stop breathing uh, several times over the course of the night. And it's not like dangerous to a degree that we're going to die because we're not going to get air. But what happens is technically in our brains and our bodies, the oxygen level drops. And at some point, our uh, brain fires off an alert. And we take a deep breath, but it also rips us out of deep sleep or wherever we are in that sleep. And if that happens too often, you're going to feel uh, low energy levels at daytime, feel wrecked, even though you might have got a decent amount of sleep. So it can be very important in future to have a look at that uh, in your device too. So now, now that we get this information, the next step we want to have a look at is the software. This is kind of where all that information gets brought in, gets processed and displayed in a way that it makes sense for us. Every big brand comes with a, a decent software, I'd say. Um, and what you can see and want to have a look at in these softwares is first off, you're going to get a good feeling of if your sleep schedule is consistent. Sleep trackers automatically detect when you go to bed, when you get up. So, you, you can see if your sleep schedule is consistent. You can see if your sleep duration is okay. Um, you can see how your sleep heart rate was. You can see if you had sleep interruptions, if you had to go to the toilet twice or something like that. You're going to be able to see all of that because these are things that we sometimes just tend to forget. You're also going to see things like sleep stages. Um, these software packages show you that when you were in light sleep, deep sleep, REM sleep, dream sleep, all of these devices build up on assuming in which sleep stage you are. They cannot actually measure that because the only way to measure which sleep stage you're actually in, light, deep, uh, light sleep, deep sleep, uh, REM sleep, is actually to measure brain waves. And these devices don't do that. So what they do instead is to pick up on the information if you are lying still in bed or if you're moving, to uh, check your heart rate and to check all of the information around that they can get to process that information through an algorithm and to say, okay, 
due to this information that I've got right now, I assume that this person is probably dreaming or that this person is probably in a really deep stage of sleep or somewhere in between. So that's what they do. They kind of come up with a, a best guess and that's exactly how you should interpret that, that data. Don't get too caught up in how much deep sleep and light sleep you've got. That could uh, and will vary uh, de depending on which device you're, you're wearing. But if you get a feeling for what that app and that device and that software that you're using on a regular basis is uh, handing over to you and you see major changes in that, that you like or not like, uh, pick up on that information rather and say, okay, I did this and this uh, was the effect. But always keep in mind that it's a best guess. Looking at these things, now we've got the software, we can get information and what we get uh, is essentially accountability, right? We do not have to measure these things. It helps us to keep ourselves accountable. And if we look at Peter Drucker, he once said, you cannot manage what you, what, what you don't measure. So now that we're measuring these things on a consistent basis without us uh, having the need to be disciplined enough to write down our bedtime, wake up time, see if we had sleep interruptions and so on, we're getting this picture uh, without us needing to do anything. The only thing we need to do is to check the software, check into that and to see if the things that we see, if we like that or not, if things that we are doing right now to improve our sleep quality are having the effect that we wish them to have. Like, do we have le less sleep interruptions now that we might not be drinking that big fat glass of water right before we go to bed, but rather an hour before? Um, is, is that helping me? Or do I still have to go to the toilet at, at night? Like now we're getting information. Now I'm having a walk before I go to sleep. Is that helping me to fall asleep faster? Like these are all things that you can see in the device. So um, we'll say we're getting the software. We, the only thing we need to do is to have a look at that and to use it in a way that's good for us. So not only looking at information, but rather making, uh, taking conclusions out of it and making the decision to change things to improve our situations. Because if we don't do that, we don't really have to have a look at that, right? We want to have a look at the information and do things to improve our situation or uh, do things to keep up that good sleep quality. If you are one of the lucky people out there that have good sleep quality already at present um, and you're happy with that, just have a look at that and see that the things that you are doing are uh, continuously uh, giving you the same results. And if some, something's changing there, maybe you know take the time to reflect on what the reason could be to adapt quickly before you move into a problem or whatever. So to give you a little bit of context around all of this, um, looking at sleep trackers, they fit into step number two out of the nine step program and process that I build up to help people to achieve a good sleep quality, again, high energy levels and to perform uh, to their max, meaning getting really great results in their work and life, feeling good and experiencing sleep and high energy levels as the foundation to reach that. So step number two is all around accountability. And these devices can really help to make it so much easier to keep ourselves accountable, take off work from us. And that's what tech, tech is supposed to do, take off work um, and give us information so that we can focus on the result of that and make conscious good decisions to improve our situation. 
in that regard, uh, we went through uh, the major blocks that are running through my mind when I'm thinking and talking about sleep trackers. It's up to you. Like if you say I've got not enough tech in my life, I don't want to have more tech, that's fine. If you tend to be sleep anxious, rather back off of these devices until you're sure that you can uh, put that piece of distance between you and the information. If you on the flip side feel good with, uh, you know, you know where you are and you know that information will not make you more anxious, but only give you the information to make better decisions, then these sleep trackers can definitely be a very, very valuable asset, well worth the money, because you're going to get information that you can act on and you're going to see the result of your actions. And as mentioned before, if we want to manage our success, manage our energy levels, our sleep quality, anything that's related to that, our productivity, well-being, then measuring is the foundation. So definitely start doing that. And if you are committed to improve your sleep quality, your energy levels, well-being and productivity, the full package, then I want to invite you to join the Performance Through Sleep Coaching System for free. I'm going to hand over two weeks full free access where you can access the live training, the live coaching sessions, the uh, tools that we use at Sleep Trust to improve sleep quality, energy levels, productivity, and even personal one-on-one -on -one coaching. So if you're committed, check out the show notes, sign up, and I'm going to be in touch with you. This is my way to say thank you to all of our followers. And it's also a big commitment on my side. So I'm not really sure how long we can keep the door open for this offer. So best check out the show notes right away. See if the door is still open and walk through if that's the case. I'm looking forward to see you inside of the coaching system and to support you to thrive, to get back your sleep quality, your energy levels, and to nail your productivity. That's what performance through sleep is all about. And with that, let's wrap up this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. The number one thing when it comes to sleep trackers is to keep in mind that we need to have an emotional distance between us and the information that we get through the systems. Depending on the type of sleep tracker that you choose, you will experience somewhere between 1 and 30 days of battery life. Modern fitness trackers have sensors to measure body movement, heart rate, and even oxygen saturation in our blood. And last thing, always keep in mind that if the software displays a sleep score for the last night, that this is the result of an algorithm and does not necessarily have to represent what is true for you in your life. And that's it for this week's episode of the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself and that you enjoy using your fitness trackers and that you tune in next time when we are going to have an interview with a special guest. Until then, have a superb sleep. Hey there, and thanks for listening to the Sleep Trust Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you want to get further information on this podcast or material that will help you to gain back your sleep trust, please check out sleeptrust.eu. That's sleeptrust.eu, where you will get lots of information around sleep. And here comes some legal stuff. Everything on this podcast is my opinion only, so do not take it as an advice as I am not a doctor, nor have I considered your personal situation. If you feel that you need medical advice, please consider getting an appointment at your doctor of trust. If you want to give me any kind of feedback on this podcast, feel free to email me at podcast at sleeptrust.eu. I hope you tune in again next week, and until then, have a good sleep.